Hey guys, it's the Rich Girl Kiki, and I'm back with episode 12. Now, I know it's been about two weeks since my last episode, but, um, you know, you girl had to readjust to life a little bit now. The kids is back in school, I'm back to work, so we had to find a little bit of balance, and now I'm back and I'm better in this much as store for the POV fam, alright? So don't give up on your girl yet, okay? So we're gonna get into it, and we're gonna do it all while the baby sleep. Alright, now today's topic is Breonna Taylor, and, um, today's title is Breonna Taylor Justice or Cover Up. Alright, so... I'm pretty sure that unless y'all live under a rock or y'all been cut off from society or y'all done cut yourself from social media, that's another story of Breonna Taylor. Now, for those of you that are unaware, Breonna Taylor, okay, she's a 26-year-old um, ER technician and she was shot and killed in her house when the police botched a no-knock uh, search warrant. And, and this was in Louisville, Kentucky. So, originally I wasn't even following the story and I'm going to tell you why because I'm just kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired i'm um, sister doesn't hear about another one of you know our people getting killed and shot and instead of being mourned and justice being served they may not to be the bad guy this vile person that deserved whatever it is that happened to them you know what i'm saying so after she was shot and killed nothing was done for 190 days to the officers involved in in this execution that's what i'm calling it so during this 190 days, they did a bunch of stuff. They put on, they, they did a law banning no knock warrants in in Louisville. I don't know if it was all of Kentucky, but I know, in where she lived, they they banned the no knock warrants. Okay, then they plastered her face. Okay, Breonna Taylor's face was on damn near every magazine, every newspaper, every every celebrity social media, all of that. You know what I'm saying? They gave a family a settlement of 12 million dollars. Now, the thing that really got me paying attention to this, because, like, I'm just tired. It's just, it's just always a new hashtag, and it's just enough, you know what I'm saying? But the thing that um that really got me paying attention was the fact that it started being too many stories of how she met her demise. So, I feel like, basically, uh, the, 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 the little government spent 190 days plotting and planning, and they finally indicted one of the officers involved in the shooting with a grand jury. And there was, I think there was three main officers. I think it was, um, one name was Hoover, one name was Mattingly, and the other name was something. I don't know. Um, but one was fired, and the other two were put on, you know, uh, administrative paid leave. Now, ultimately, the, the officer that was fired was charged with wanton endangerment. So he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't um charged with the bullets that he put into Brianna, but he was charged with the bullets that he shot that went to the walls of an adjacent apartment. So I think it's a sentence like five years or something like that. And that's if he serves because you already know how this how they get down. So here we are today, October second, twenty twenty. You would think that that was you know all there was to the story. Typical, they kill one of us, and justice is never really served. But this. This just continues to get worse. So, um, one of the grand jurors has gotten an attorney to, um, to speak out because what Daniel Coonery, I mean, oops, sorry, Daniel Cameron said to, said to the public was, it didn't add up to what was said to the grand jury in private. So this brave juror decided to speak out 
because the whole thing just wasn't set right in his spirit. So when the whole thing occurred, people were really, you know, out here acting like Brianna deserved to die, like like awesome, live by the sword, die by the sword type crap. And from what I see, like she not only deserved not to die, but her character was assassinated to cover up the fact that these officers acted recklessly and incompetently. So there was a meme going around entitled the facts about Breonna Taylor, which is basically a list of why she deserved her tragic fate and pretty much why it was her fault. So I decided to go through this meme and kind of like be the mythbuster because for, it's not isn't it's not bad enough that she lost her life because the police just didn't do their due diligence. But now y'all sitting here added insult to injury. Like, you know what? It's her fault that this happened to her when she was in her house. You know what I'm saying? With her boyfriend in the middle of the night and they decided to break in on some nonsense. I'm just saying. So, we just gonna hop right into the list. So, the first thing on the list was that she was an EMT that she was fired in 2017. So, I did research and I didn't see anything saying that she was fired as from being an EMT in 2017. But, what I do know was at the time of her death, she was a full-time ER technician for the University of Louisville Health. She was formerly an EMT though. Now, she also went to Kentucky University for a while, and she decided to return home to become a nurse, build a credit, buy a house, and buy her dream car, which I think was a Hellcat, I think that's what it's called, and she accomplished that. She got her car. Now, folks want to sit here and be like, oh, well, she wasn't an EMT. She got fired, but y'all not going to sit here and, and you know, y'all trying to dehumanize her, desensitize the fact that she was a human being, regardless if she was a damn EMT or not. It doesn't even make any sense. Like, oh, well, well she, she died, but she wasn't an EMT. What the hell does it matter? But anyways, so number two said that she was knee deep in criminal and drug dealing activities with her ex-boyfriend. Now, if she was such a criminal, why wasn't it brought to the public's attention? You know what I'm saying? Because y'all already know how this goes. Cops kill a black person and they bring up everything they did from yesteryear since the time they was born and yada, yada, yada. Because then they make it as if they're not a victim, but they're a perpetrator and basically that their deaths are justified. Yeah, I know the protocol. So, the fact that they even offer her extra Marcus Glover a plea deal to go on record and implicate her as part of his little drug enterprise, and he did it. Come on now. This man could have walked away with possibly, like, probation or something like that. If he would have just been like, yep, she was part of it, but he ain't accept it. Come on now. And then the one thing that people keep holding on to is the fact that Glover said in one of his, uh, like, in a phone interview with somebody that Brianna will hold his money for him. Now... Um, he said that she was holding, he, and, and I heard part of the audio and it was like, oh, she was holding eight for me and she picked up six more. Now at this point, it could be reached either way. Now he said eight and six, he didn't say 8,000, you know what I'm saying? He didn't say 6,000. He could have been talking about $800 and $600. What's 1,400? You know what I'm saying? And for all we know, like y'all, y'all just reaching to be able to sit here and, and, and fix it and, and paint it into y'all narrative that y'all trying to create. Now, I'm going to need more than a little bit of circumstantial evidence to believe that Brianna was a black Griselda Blanco. Okay. Cause y'all not, y'all not doing it for me with, with the, she held his money. Okay. So mind you, after the deal was revealed, after they, the, the, the plea deal was revealed and the draft was shown draft they try to say that it was only a draft but mind you this draft was drafted a month after they had killed brianna so y'all had killed her 30 days prior and then y'all decided to go to his to her ex and be like hey listen if you say 
that she was part of your drug enterprise, we're going to give you a little deal. We're going to let you sneak out the back door. A month after y'all shot and killed her in her apartment. Y'all was, they was running around scrambling, trying to sit here and figure out how they could cover up the mess that they made. That's what it looks like to me. So number three says she was under surveillance for months for running drugs. Now, the only surveillance from the research that I found was a pole camera aimed um, at her house. Now, she wasn't under surveillance. Jamarcus Glover was her ex. You know what I'm saying? So in addition to the pole camera, they had gotten a warrant to allow them to uh, to ping the tower that his, his phone signal was bouncing off of or whatever. Basically, just bugging his phone. So I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying paint a picture here, try and figure out, you know what I'm saying? Like, if she worked full-time at the University of Louisville um, <clears throat> Health, right, I, I highly doubt she'll be slinging drugs at her job, okay? Like, I'm just saying, it's just not logical. And I was, and then if she was doing it, right, where would the other place be? Because if y'all had her under surveillance, y'all would see her if she was on the streets or whatever she was doing, selling drugs. And if, since y'all had the pole camera in front of her house, Y'all would have saw some unusual activity with a whole bunch of different characters running out of her apartment. And did y'all have any of that? Did y'all bring that out to the public? Has that been said? No. Right? Okay. Moving on. So, number four says her name and apartment are both on the warrant. Okay. That's probably the only true fact on this raggedy ass list that they done sat here and concocted to justify this girl being shot and killed in her apartment. Um... And the way that they're saying it is basically trying to sway the narrative as if, like, she really has something to do with, with what's going on here. So, basically, the reason the warrant was even granted in the first place was because Detective Justin James pretty much applied for a warrant saying that he believed that Jamarcus Glover um, was receiving suspicious parcels at Brianna's address and that he had confirmed it with a postal master. Now, later on, it came out that the postal master said they couldn't confirm that there were any abnormal parcels delivered to the address. Now, additionally, just this past Thursday, okay, a judge said that she was worried that Detective James had lied to obtain the warrant. Not to mention, a shyly detective had told Louisville police that Jamarcus Glover wasn't receiving packages at Brianna's address. And let's not forget that when they asked um, James about the, how, his, how he confirmed um, Glover receiving packages, suspicious packages at Brianna's address, how he claimed that he didn't do it himself, that he delegated the task to the to Detective Mattingly. Now, that's the same detective that was shot the night of the, in the femoral artery, the night of um, the killing of Breonna Taylor. So, uh, you, you see, this stuff is just, it's just going to be too much for it to be like, okay, it's looking a lot like police error and not as if, you know, some real deal crime was going on. I feel like the only crime was going on was the fact that these officers really killed this girl and they're sitting here trying to lie and cover it up. Number five says that the officers did knock despite obtaining a no-knock exception on the warrant. So, a few things with that. So, first of all, the warrant said that it was granted at 12.37 p.m. that day. But they didn't execute it until 12 hours later, uh, what, like around 12.40, the next morning, basically. So, now, before executing a warrant risk, you know, uh, no, before executing a warrant, a risk assessment is done. Now, I did my little research, so basically they do a risk assessment and it's based on who they after, where this person lives, and things like that. The person's record, that kind of thing. So, the warrant for Brianna's apartment scored a 15, meaning it was a relatively low, you know, um, risk. So, there was another address on the warrant that scored an 88, which obviously was what? 
a higher risk. Okay. So the cops basically said they expected Brianna to be in there with her kid, which I don't remember anything in the news saying that she had a child when I Googled her and the same thing about her having a kid. But I'm just actually literally reading what the, what the cops said. They said that they expected Brianna to be in there with her kid, her and maybe even a small child, they said. He said one officer, one one of the officers said that they knocked twice with 10 to 15 seconds in between each knock. And then they knocked a third time and waited about 45 seconds to a minute before busting the house with the battering ram. Now they had to bust in the house with the battering ram three times. The first time he hit the doorknob. The second time it opened up a little bit. And the third time it took the door off the frame. Now, um, that was the testimony of one officer. Now another officer said that he was the one that they chose to do the knock-in. And that he knocked for more than two minutes uh, before they busted in with the ram. And that before they had even busted in the door, that neighbors that came on was like, you know, what's going on? And they told them to go back into their apartments. So they pretty much surmised, like, uh, if the neighbors came out and knew we was out there, then Brianna should have known that we was out there. So he says that. The second officer says that he heard her voice behind the door and pretty much knew that they were about to be ambushed. So he said they busted in and Madden Lee had gotten shot pretty much. Like he bust, they said they busted in and it was pitch black. He said Madden Lee had got shot and um, Madden, after Madden Lee got shot, he said I'm hit or something like that. Literally, he literally said I'm hit or something like that. That's what the, the officer testified. He was scared because he heard because the shooting had started. So he couldn't really sit here and figure out what the hell was going on. So basically, once Matt Lee got shot in his leg, he started shooting into the pitch black house. Okay. So then the dude who is telling us, who was telling this part of the testimony, his name is Hoover. And he says he tried to run away, but he couldn't get away. And then he said he was able to run away when there was a break in the shooting. And then he ran into the park a lot. And he said he couldn't tell who was shooting at the time. So previously in the recording, the officers claimed that they gave so much time. Um, what does it say? So, yeah, so previously uh, the, the officers said that they claimed they gave so much time because it was the middle of the night. People would be startled. Now, which story are you trying to go with? Now, yes, yeah, first I was saying, oh, well, we were in the middle of the night, so we gave, we had a no-knock, but we knocked anyway because it's the middle of the night, and people are going to be sleeping, and they're going to be startled, and this at the third, and disoriented, la, la, la. But then y'all say that Kenneth, and, and which is Brianna's boyfriend, and Brianna were waiting to ambush y'all when y'all broke into their house because they knew you was out there. Y'all gonna have to sit here, like, at this point, y'all should have sat together and y'all should have got y'all story straight because all y'all sitting here telling all types of different stuff and it's not making no damn sense. Now, the last thing on the list says that Brianna's boyfriend fired at officers striking an officer. Officers fired back and Brianna took the shot. She was not asleep in her bed. Now, when I first heard about this story, they did say that, like, that some reports said that um, police had botched a no-knock warrant and busted in the house and shot the shot a uh, uh, young lady in her sleep. But then after everything started to come out, her boyfriend, Kenneth, confirmed that him and Brianna was watching a movie and they heard a, no a noise at the front door. Kenneth grabbed his gun, went to the front of the property, and Brianna was subsequently shot six times in her hallway. Now, this is how they try to sway the narrative, okay? they like, oh, well, her boyfriend shot at the police. Um, this man thought that y'all was breaking into the damn house at 1240 in, at night or 1240 in the morning. 
He did not sit here and think that it was the, the goddamn police because for one, he's a law-abiding citizen. His gun is legally registered. And if he really thought, if, he, if they really ambushed y'all and he really knew it was the police, why the hell would he shoot one time? Knowing that the police got guns. Knowing that it's more than one of you. So if they knew that, why would he shoot one time? I just want to know. I really just want to know because y'all logic is not making any damn sense. Okay, and then not only did he only shoot one time, okay, he 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 shot once and he shot downwards, which means it's kind of hard to believe that he hit Officer Manley in the femoral, okay, if it's pitch black and he shot downwards. But okay, I'll, I guess I'll let y'all live. Y'all didn't let her live, but, you know, we're different. We're different people. So, um, the original report, report was that his single shot from his legally registered 9mm hit the femoral artery of one of the officers, hence why he was initially charged um, with attempted murder of an officer. But here's why it makes sense that all the charges were dropped against him. And, and I get it, because think about it, they would have loved to have lighted him up, either gunfire, electric chair, you know what I'm saying, pick your poison. But the recent ballistic report showed that the bullet they pulled out of the officer's leg do not match Kenneth Walker's gun. Okay, what did I say? I said the recent ballistic reports show that the bullet that they pulled out of Officer Mattingly does not match the bullet that came out of Kenneth Walker's gun. And um, somebody got some explaining to do, okay? Somebody really got some explaining to do. Because Daniel, that little... First, what well, first black attorney general for uh, Louisville? He's still a damn coon. It don't even matter. Um, he said that. Well, he basically confirmed that his office didn't recommend the grand jury to issue charges against the officers who bullet hit Brianna because he felt that it wasn't appropriate because Kenneth shot first. Now, it was also initially said that the the officers were carrying forty caliber guns when um apparently one of those officers had recently been issued a nine millimeter. Because if the bullet that entered Manley's leg didn't come from Kenneth's gun, and it was only one, and he had his legally registered gun, who else could have been shooting? Brianna was unarmed. So where could the other bullet have gone? Like, y'all not only sitting here and shot and killed Brianna Taylor in her house, but y'all shooting each other. This don't make no damn sense. So the fact of the matter is the cops screwed this whole thing up, okay? Like, after shooting... After the shooting, um, I forgot the girl's name, but, you know, obviously it's a whole crowd outside. Everybody's seeing this crazy situation going on. So this girl's on Facebook Live. So she asked the officer what happened. And one of the officers said, oh, a drug dealing girl shot a cop. And she's like, wait, are you sure? And then he confirms and repeats exactly what he said. He said, yeah, a drug dealing girl shot a cop. Or the fact that they try to, you know, pin Brianna as a shooter in the first place. So after the shooting, you know, the, the these are all all the stuff is on the grand jury recording. So I ain't gotta make nothing up. Y'all can literally Google it, and y'all can find it out yourself. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just leading you to water. I can't make you drink. But um, so after the shooting, the police were yelling on the recordings. Who was shooting at us? What kind of gun did she shoot? And then the grand jury. They told the grand jury that there was not enough time to watch the full video. So pretty much it was like, yo, who's shooting at us? What kind of gun did what kind of gun did she shoot? Was it you shooting or was it was it her shooting? What? Okay. 
And then um, they were like, oh, after they played these recordings of the grand jury, they was like, yeah, there's not enough time um, to show you the whole video of the crime scene. And when the jurors was like, nah, we got time. So what's up? But they wasn't trying to say it. They, then they tried to say that the, the redacted uh, recordings of the, the, the grand jury only totaled up to about four minutes. So there's not much that they didn't allow them to hear from the recordings. Okay. So I'm just saying, like, if this was all, you know, on the up and up, why? Hmm. I was going to be thinking about something. So, if this was all on the up and up, right? So, basically, this week, a judge said that the, the the grand jury recordings were supposed to be filed in the court file by Wednesday of this week. And then, for some reason, I couldn't find out the reason. But, for some reason, Daniel Cameron, that attorney general dude... You know what I'm saying? That pretty much they put him in front of the kid. They put him in front of the mic like that was supposed to soothe people to make them be quiet and not riot against the injustice as being literally just thrown in our faces. Um, he requested an extension to Friday. So if a judge said on Monday, um, them 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 recordings need to be filed in the court by Wednesday. Why do you need it till Friday? What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing that you need till Friday? Y'all done had these recordings the whole time. So, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Something's not right. Somebody got some explaining to do, but nobody wants to explain. They keep, every day, I keep finding so much different information coming from this story. It's something else, it's something else, it's something else. And all of it is just adding up to, this is an, a whole entire cover-up. Y'all trying to keep people quiet. Y'all trying to pay people off. Y'all y'all doing a lot. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just, Given Brianna Taylor the justice that she deserves because she did not deserve to die. She did not deserve to be murdered in her own home because of recklessness and incompetency. You feel me? So why they break into a house to serve a search warrant, end up killing her, and they didn't even execute the search warrant they came to execute the same day. Like... How does that make sense? Like, your whole point before you go into our house was execute a search once so you could find some money and some drugs. And y'all came up with empty hands. The only thing y'all had on y'all hands was her blood because y'all didn't find nothing. There was no money. There was no drugs in her apartment. She lost her life because y'all didn't do y'all due diligence. Okay? And y'all were sloppy. And y'all were incompetent. And for all I know, y'all could be dirty. You know what I'm saying? Because something's not right. Y'all already had your markets in custody. So, and y'all knew that. that. That's the thing. It's not like it's not like y'all had him and y'all didn't know there was some stale intelligence. It was none of that. Y'all knew he was in jail. Y'all knew he was in police custody. And y'all went to her house anyway. Why? What was you looking for? Y'all, y'all had y'all y'all got the warrant by ill-gotten gains. Okay, and even the judges sitting here side eyeing like, nah, something ain't right with this warrant. Granted, it's already done. Y'all sat here and caused somebody to lose their life. But if you got everybody in the situation looking at it like something ain't right, you got the grand juror had to go get an attorney so that they could speak out. You got the judge like, hold up, wait a minute. This 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 warrant don't seem right. 
You got another detective like, listen, this man is not getting packages at this person's house. You got the person that y'all was looking for. Like, listen, she ain't had nothing to do with this. Y'all got the other people that was on the warrant with the person that y'all was looking for saying she ain't had nothing to do with this. But yet and still, y'all found it necessary to go and break into her house 12 hours after you had gotten the warrant. Mind you, the assessment risk was a 15. Low as hell. And here we are today. Another hashtag. Another person with a life lost with no justice. And this whole situation could have been avoided. And Brianna could still be living her life. And y'all would have still had Jamarcus Glover in custody because y'all had him in custody. Had y'all not gone to this apartment. It just doesn't make any sense. Or even if, since you got the since you got the warrant at 1237 in the afternoon, why you didn't go during the daytime? Because if y'all, like y'all said, it's the middle of the night, people are going to be startled, they're going to be disoriented and stuff like that. But if you go during the daytime where folks is usually normally up, and you go and you knock on somebody's door, they're going to look at the people and they're going to be like, um, how can I help you, officer? Like, it, it, it doesn't make any damn sense. It just doesn't. And... I just don't get it. Like, y'all literally had that man in custody prior to you executing that warrant. And instead of executing the warrant, you executed Breonna Taylor. Didn't even execute the warrant after the fact. And then when you did, you turned up with nothing. So, literally, she lost her life for nothing. And the officer gets charged for some bullets in somebody else's drywall. So, the walls that he shot into get vindicated and get justice before she can get justice. So she doesn't get to live her life. She doesn't get justice. Her family has to mourn her. She didn't get to accomplish all the goals that she set out to do. And according to her mother, her boyfriend Kenneth had decided that he was going to um, propose to her. And he never got the chance to. And now he never will because he was. she was literally killed in front of him. Because one of the witnesses said that after the police were shooting, he came running out and looked into the apartment. The cops yelled at him, like, get out of here. Go back into your apartment. And the person said he heard Kenneth saying to Brianna, breathe, baby, breathe. So, it's safe to assume that she died in his arms. And then y'all go and y'all arrest him for attempted murder. And then... Y'all try to make it be quiet. Y'all try to make it so that he don't say nothing. But he still stood up for his girl. He still spoke the truth. And he still spoke what happened. And y'all try to shut him up. And the fact that literally, I've tried to, I've literally tried to record this podcast episode three or four different times. But every time I start with an episode, right, I, I get the whole outline. And then I go back. I'm like, you know what? Let me just double check because I want to make sure I got my facts straight. Because when I come to the POV fam, I try to come correct so that when we have these discussions, there ain't no, you know, this ain't no discrepancies. And I go and I look and there's some more information. And I go and look and some more information. And all the information points to that the cops really screwed this shit up. And this girl lost her life for no reason. And, the fact, and it, it points to the fact that they put this Daniel Coonery ass dude over here to to do what piss everybody off even more because bro like you literally sat here and sold your soul on camera and sold your people out so that you could sit here for your little ambitions okay whatever do you you feel like you don't have any duty to the people who probably are the ones that got you to where you are today but i guess you know 
this right here can get you to where you want to be. You got to have your lips real chapped and you got to kiss a lot of ass to get to where you are. So you can sit here and be like, well, I was the first black this. Well, uh, guess what? We don't claim you. So, mm, sorry. Milestone taken away. I'm just tired of all these damn hashtags and I'm just sick and tired of us never getting any justice. Because the people that are sitting here screaming all lives matter, they really love to pick and choose when all lives matter. Okay? Because this these all lives matter. Some people that are sitting here like, well, she got what she deserved or she made her bed, she needs she she had to lay in it, or whatever the case may be. Like if all lives matter, you can't pick and choose whose lives you want to matter. That's just like, and then, and then you can be like, oh, well, you're just saying that because black lives matter. But let's let's put race aside. Or let's let's put the black lives matter to the side for a second and look at the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. I'm, I'm going to keep going back to this one because this, this is crazy to me. So with the Kyle Rittenhouse now, he sat, hey, he sat here and he gunned down three people and killed two of them. And they tried to paint this boy like he was a damn boy scout trying to save the community. Right? Yeah, like, oh well, before he did the, before he shot those people, he was cleaning graffiti off the walls. Okay. So him cleaning graffiti off the walls was the was the even exchange for three lives or well two and one wounded. How does that make sense? Please make it make sense. And then at first people and then he said he, he shoots these people and he gets to go to the safety of the police. You know what I'm saying? While Breonna Taylor's in her house and the police come to her house and she ends up dead at the end of it. But this little boy run around with a assault rifle shooting folks and he just walks through like it's nothing. And then the simple fact that they, they try to justify it so badly like, oh, well, the people that he shot, they were bad people anyway. One was a child molester. One was a woman beater. One was, I don't know what the other one was. But the point of the matter is that you kill two people, you hurt somebody else. And they literally tried to justify, they literally dug into the victim's backgrounds, okay? And it was like, well, they was bad people anyway. But who are you to choose? You can't be just jury executioner. The same way I said in the talk about how the cops can't be. And it's okay for him to do it. But again, y'all choose who lives matter. So he shot them three, he shot them three people, he killed two. And y'all, all lives matter people, deemed it, oh, well, they lives didn't matter because he beat women he was a molester, so it is what it is. He did he did us a service. That's really really what y'all saying. Y'all done raised this boy over five hundred thousand dollars in the goddamn GoFundMe, and he's sitting here killing folks. But if it was a black man who had an AR-15 and he killed two white people and shot another one, y'all would have been like, "This is why black lives don't matter." But I guess you know. All the lives that we handpicked matter. That's too long of a hashtag. So, you know, y'all just put a little abbreviation. All lives matter. But then you put in parentheses. When we choose. If we feel. Who we pick. How we pick. Depending on the day. If it's raining. If it's not. Y'all got too many. Y'all got too many different variations of what, what what's all lives matter. Because all lives don't matter. Now, when people say, oh, all lives don't matter till black lives matter. Because are they not a part of all lives? No. Y'all pick and y'all choose. And then y'all want to sit here and be butthurt when somebody says something. Like, y'all literally made all lives matter to counter black lives matter. Like, come on now. This shit is crazy. It just doesn't make sense. And y'all sit here and say that. This right here is justice. That, that she shouldn't have been 
she shouldn't have had a drug dealer for a boyfriend. And they're like, yo, there's a lot of, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people, family members that's out here that's doing shit they ain't got no business doing. Okay? Illegal, immoral, unethical. Okay? And regardless, the class, you know what I'm saying, or tax bracket they in. And from what I see, the higher the tax bracket, the more crooked they are. Okay, and there's people that been with people that ain't had no business being with or whatever the case may be. But don't sit here and act like all oh, y'all live in fairy tale relationships. So the simple fact that y'all sitting here trying to condemn this girl, saying that like basically justifying the fact that she's gone because of who she chose to love, is BS. Because some of y'all got baby daddies that's cheating on y'all, or some of y'all got got little girlfriends that's out here being thoughts, but y'all love them to death anyway. Okay. So, I just don't understand why people think that it's okay that this happened to her. I'm not saying all people, but I'm talking about the ones that's really sitting here that really made it a point after she was killed to make a list. Like, this is, well, y'all think y'all know who she is, but this is it. And the thing is, is that the list, the, the problem is, is that, not the meme. Well, the meme is the problem, but the problem is, is that, you know, everybody, there's always going to be trolls out there. But the simple fact that you, people see shit on social media and they take it and run with it and just share it, don't confirm the facts. I see why they got the, look at my edges. I see why they got the fact checkers now because of the simple fact that a lot of stuff people just be saying here, they see it and they share it. They see it and they share it. Just like with the CEO Netflix, I mean, the, the Netflix CEO, when they was like Kim Martin Morrow, who is he even a person? Okay, was like, yeah, he was arrested with 31,000 files of child porn, and this at the third, and he's the CEO of Netflix right after Cuties came out. Whole time, that wasn't even the CEO. Whole time, the CEO was never even arrested. Whole time, this Kim Martin Morrow dude, I think y'all made him up. Because whoever the hell that was in the picture, he was not charged with 31,000 files of child porn and 15 counts. Y'all just take shit and run with it. And that post was shared like 31,000 times. Because somebody saw him was like, oh, look at this. Didn't bother to go and research who the CEO of Netflix was. Didn't bother to go see who Kim Martin Morrow was. Didn't, none of that. And it's the same thing with this Breonna Taylor thing. Like y'all said, here, everybody sharing that damn meme that went viral. Like the, the facts about her. But did y'all even take the, take the time to go and check the facts and see who this person was? She was a human being, a person. And y'all literally sat here like, Mm, she's just another statistic. It doesn't matter. It is what it is. But the thing is, I, I say this all the time. Like, folks don't care unless it hits close to home. Now, if that was your sister, your cousin, your auntie, you you wouldn't feel that way. You would take it personal. Whether you part of the Black Lives Matter movement, whether you part of the All Lives Matter movement, if it's close to you, you're going to feel some type of way and you're going to sit here, you're going to move some shit trying to sit here and get it and, and make it right. The problem is folks don't care unless it's close to home. And that's the issue. And that's why the hell this world is doomed. Because everybody's out for self. Okay? And out for their little agendas and they out for likes and they out for follows and they out for clicks. And at this point, humanity is losing its humanity. If it's not already lost, y'all completely desensitized and y'all completely dehumanizing yourselves by not sitting here having compassion for someone that's just like you. Because I'm kind of sick of the race bullshit. Because honestly, there's only one race, human race. Okay? But y'all sitting here like, I'm black, I'm this, I'm that, I'm da da da. At the end of the day, 
we all live and die we all bleed okay it just is what it is and folks be sitting here thinking that they better than the next i'm tired of telling people that you're not but you know what it is what it is at this point this, this starts to become a little bit of a ramble um i'm gonna let you guys go make sure that if you've made it this far you know what i'm saying <laughs> i appreciate you but um make sure you guys subscribe smash that bell you know what i'm saying so you know when the next episode is coming out okay because your girl's back and um she's gonna be pumping these things out you know what i'm saying also check the channel because it's gonna be uh, a few things that's near and dear to my heart that i'm gonna be posting weekly so y'all gonna have to check that out also even though it's kind of weird like to, to ask for you guys to like this video because it's like a sad situation but i mean if you like the content of this video like if you like the fact that someone is you know trying to debunk the lies that people are trying to put out you know what i'm saying then smash smash that like button too and if y'all got something to say you know that's what the comment section is for so if y'all got a question i might can answer it if y'all got a problem we can address it if y'all want to continue the discussion that's what it's there for and um if y'all don't want to watch me on youtube you know what i'm saying click that link in the description and y'all can catch my podcast on apple podcast google podcast anchor podcast wherever this podcast kiki's pov is on that joint so make sure y'all show y'all girls some love and i'll catch y'all in the next one bye guys